mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey guys, it's Candace. We really thought that we would have everything figured out by the time we were in our 30s, but we don't. No, Kayla, Yule, and myself, we are both directionally challenged, as you can tell. It is just me with you guys here today. Kayla's still on maternity leave, but oh my, have we got an episode for you. Today, I am sitting down with Shayna Cornelius and Dana Stiles, human design specialists and co-creators of Day Luna. They are here on a mission to empower the collective towards self-love, personal freedom, and radical authenticity. While they specialize in the realm of self-purpose and consciousness, Conscious entrepreneurship. They also dive deep into topics such as spirituality, parenting, and the new paradigm in their successful podcast, the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, which has generated over 850,000 downloads worldwide. We're just going to jump right in. I, I 
I didn't really know anything about the human design or I don't really know much about birth charts. But you know what? Shana and Dana are going to tell us all about it today. So without further ado, here is my interview with Shana and Dana of Dayluna. Okay, so basically we're doing my, this is not a birth chart. It's a human design chart, which you guys have created. But I can't believe I actually did. I feel like such an adult right now, guys. I knew where my birth certificate is and it's by my passport and everything. Okay, but I was born at 119 in the morning on Wednesday, May 13th, 1987. Okay. And then what location? Houston, Texas. All right. Okay. Just generating it. Let's see. Oh, you are a projector. A oh, four, man. six splenic projector. I'm so excited no to tell you about it. No way. That is so cool. <laughs> oh, man. And I have no idea what this means. So before we go into that, <laughs> Shana, Dana, Thank you so much for joining uh, Directionally Challenged today. I'm so excited. This is a whole world where I don't really know much about, you know, when it comes to birth charts or, you know, human design or even the number, the significance of numbers. So I'm, I will have so many very juvenile questions to ask you guys, just because I really have such a very low bar understanding of this world. But what are we essentially doing right now by having my, my the time of birth where I was born? What, what is it all? What, what are, where are we putting that information into? Yeah. So with your human design chart, human design is a system that was created in 1987 by a man named Ra Aruhu, but it's really a synthesis of different ancient modalities coming together. So everyone's heard of astrology. Human design is using Western astrology. It's also using the I Ching, the chakra system. A lot of us have heard of that when we're doing yoga, we talk about our chakras. And it's also using the tree of life, which comes from Kabbalah. So it's all of these kind of systems that have been around for a really long time that help us understand who we are as individuals, right? So astrology is really showing you, okay, these are your characteristics. These are your qualities and your traits based on your birth time. And human design is a lot like that, but it gets way more specific and detailed about how you can then live your life and how you can live your life to be in personal alignment with your unique life purpose. So that's what human design is. And when we're generating your chart, we're adding in your birthday and time information because the chart is going to kind of take those calculations and look back at the exact moment that you were born and see where the planets and where the stars were in alignment in the sky. And based on that, that's really what gives us our unique qualities. The differences that we have from other people come from that moment that we're born. What's the difference between that then a birth chart? Yeah. So the difference is, is that human design, it, it also takes the time that you're born and then 88 days before you're born when your consciousness is formed in the womb. So you have this kind of overall look or blueprint, if you will, on showing you this is how your energy is designed to operate. This is how your subconscious traits are and how your conscious traits are. This is how you can make decisions. This is what how your energy really operates best in your highest alignment. So it gets super specific and it's fascinating and incredibly helpful. I like to say, you know, or at least in my own personal life, astrology before finding human design was always interesting, right? But it just kind of felt like generalized or 
just information that's like, oh, cool, I'll read the horoscopes for every single person that's a Scorpio, we all have the same horoscope, like, is that really helpful, right? Whereas human design, it says, okay, you specifically, Candice, this is how you make decisions. And this is the amount of hours that your energy is designed to have hard output and work each day. You're not designed for this work environment versus that. You need a partnership or relationship that really supports you in these ways. And it talks about the lowest expression and the highest expression of all of your gifts and really what your life purpose is and how you can get there. So it gets so incredibly specific. And when you generate your human design chart, it it looks, you know, like a map of kind of nonsense when you first look at it, because it shows this body graph and all these numbers and lines and colors, kind of like when you do a natal astrology chart, you see this map and all these numbers and lines, right? So starting at the surface really is getting into the energetic types. And then you can get into how you make decisions and how you can operate in the world. So that was kind of a ton of information. But does that kind of make sense? Absolutely. I think the other element, though, is how do you learn all of this stuff? I mean, Dana, you mentioned just some of the kind of historical thematic roots of a lot of, you know, these studies, whether it was religion or just location based. But how do you both how did you both find human design or astrology or an an interest in chakras and numerology? Was it a slow build or was it just all at once you fell in love with it? Yeah. So Shana and I have been best friends forever. We met in college. So we've been best friends now for 14 years, almost 15 years. And we both always were interested in spirituality from a young age. That's actually one of the things that we bonded over, but we weren't really going deep in it, right? Like we had kind of heard about like dream journaling and law of attraction and kind of scratching the surface with those things. But after we graduated college, we kind of shook out of it and we're like, okay, let's go out into the corporate world. Let's get a real job. You know, we followed kind of the rules for once you graduate, you have to get a real job. You have to pay for yourself. You had to follow all of the things and check all the boxes. And we both kind of went off on that journey and did that. And when we hit 27, this is an era of our lives that every single person experiences this era from 27 to 30. We call it your Saturn return. So it's the time when Saturn returns back to the moment that you're born. And it can be this big moment in your life where anything that's not really aligned for you, anything that's not really serving you comes to the surface. So for a lot of people, without even knowing it, they're experiencing this from 27 to 30, and they realize that they want to have a divorce, or they realize they want to get married, or they realize they want to have a baby, or that they hate their job, and they want to move to a different part of the country. So it's a really common experience that at that age, you kind of wake up and say, are the things that I'm doing really serving me? And for both Shane and I, we realized, no, like we hate this job. We don't feel like our true selves. We feel completely exhausted and burnt out. And, you know, that really was kind of like a dark night of the soul moment of like, I followed all of the rules. I graduated college. I did my job. I, you know, did everything. Why do I feel like something's missing? Why do I feel like there's got to be more to life and I don't know what it is. So having this kind of like emotional crisis together, we decided to kind of go down a rabbit hole and get back into spirituality and learn more about it. And we were really seeking for answers, you know, to really understand how we could improve our life and be happier and more fulfilled. So on that journey, we just started doing breath work and meditation and more yoga and studying astrology. And that path, we just kind of bumped into human design. And, you know, when we first read about human design, we found out that we're both the same energy type. So there's five different energy types and every single person falls into one of the five categories. They are manifester, generator, manifesting generator, 
projector, and reflector. So out of these five types, we discovered that we are the exact same type and we have so many similarities in our chart. It just really clicked for us. Like this is why we've always felt so connected. And this is why this corporate job that we were a part of really didn't serve us. We felt burnt out and bitter and exhausted. And it all kind of clicked into place in such a deep and profound way. So the really cool thing about human design is it's not just about reading it. It's actually about experimenting with it in your own life and applying these strategies and then seeing what happens. So as besties, you know, kind of on this like spiritual journey or quest, we're like, okay, let's do this. Like, let's really dive in for one month month, every single moment of every single day, let's hold each other accountable and let's do this, like apply these strategies and see what happens. And in that first one month, literally everything in our life started changing. It just became so clear, you know, the parts of our job that were not serving us and why, and the places in our life where we felt underappreciated or, you know, felt a lack of purpose and why that was happening for us. And all of these amazing opportunities and um, invitations started coming into our lives. And long story short, we were invited to work at a friend's retreat, not doing human design, but in at that retreat, people were just asking us left and right about human design. If we could teach them more about it, people were like, I think you guys should start a podcast because I want to learn about your experience and blah, blah, blah. And so we left this retreat with clients and customers and people wanting human design readings from us. And so we kind of created our business organically from that place of just wanting to share this super meaningful system that completely changed our lives. And that's the creation of Dayluna. Yeah. Yes. How long has Dayluna been a fully realized business? Yeah. So it's been over three years now and everything has just unfolded exactly like Dana said, organically with one thing kind of leading into the next. And we've used our human design every step of the way, which Obviously, that goes hand in hand with teaching human design and then using it. So we really, we always say all the time, like, we don't know anything about business. We don't know anything about owning a business or starting a business or whatever you should be doing. We just know how to access our truth and what make decisions that are energetically in alignment for us. And that has always led us to building, you know, building a business that is in incredible alignment is really successful. It really doesn't come from a place of trying to do like mental gymnastics and figure things out and know exactly what you're meant to do. It comes from this kind of energetic alignment, deep self-trust kind of place. And that's kind of the basis of human design, right? Human design really teaches that your mind is here to observe. It's here to analyze and process data and create and inspire but it's not here to make your own personal decisions that are going to impact like your big decisions in your life. Really your body, a specific area in your body, depending on your design is here to help you make those decisions to navigate your life in alignment. And so with experimenting with that, you kind of start proving to yourself, wow, that I had so much less resistance when I trusted myself in that way. Things just felt easier. All of these things that I'm learning about myself, they feel like validation. Like I've always felt these things, but I didn't know if it was okay, or I didn't know if I could, or if I should, because I was comparing myself to what other people might be doing, but really coming back home to, okay, this is who I am. This is what works for me. Let me try it. And proving to yourself like, wow, that really worked out for me. And that was so much easier than I thought it had to be. So it's fun. And 
you know, looking at your chart and, and seeing how you make decisions is really fun too. Oh man, I know. I'm like avoiding at all costs because I am always just like, oh no, what, what are we going to discover about my soul today? But before we get into my chart, as I keep avoiding, this is kind of what I do in these types of conversations. I do want to touch on just some of the things that you really do offer on Day Luna and just kind of dive into what, because you make it seem it's very digestible. You know, it, it's it's a subject matter that I think can be very overwhelming if you don't know anything about it or you can feel, you know, I, they think that there's a general part of the population that might feel it's a little woo-woo. But I think that you're able to really lay out really easy to read information for anyone that just wants to like dip a toe into this world. Um, what do you have to say for anyone that is listening that might be like, I don't know, what it, what do the stars mean? What is it? Because I will say to what your your point being that if we just really listen to the physic, like what our physical body tells us when it comes to decision making, that is something I'm really trying to hone in to being better at in my 30s and not feeling like, my gut's telling me that this is a terrible idea, but I'm going to feel like I'm letting that person down or I already told them that we should move forward with this thing, but I know that we shouldn't now because my, I'm like getting anxious and my chest is breaking out into hives whenever I think about, you know, moving forward when I know I just should say, hey, I don't think that this is going to work out in any sort of like business venture. Um, it is really interesting that that takes a while to learn, I think, for a lot of people. How does that apply to some of like your kits that you have or programs that you have on Day Luna? Yeah, definitely. So a lot of things to get into there. The first is that woo-woo side, right? The question that we like to propose instead, instead of asking like, is this real? Asking, is this meaningful? Is this helpful? And because it doesn't really matter if like, you believe it's real or not. It's like, okay, well, here's how you can make a decision for you specifically as an individual. Try it. Try it out and see. And, you know, a lot of times it's, I mean, I almost want to say every time it's this undeniable feeling of just, it just feels right. It's a line. It's a line for me. I, I know I can rely on this. I felt this my whole life. I just didn't know I could. So there's, there definitely are parts of human design that are woo-woo, but there also are so many parts of it that are, you know, woven in with modern science. And that's a big part of human design. You know, it has all of those different ancient modalities that Dana mentioned before, but it also weaves in modern science and how neutrinos are going through the planets and how they're impacting our energy field. And, you know, it gets really technical. Um, and that's like a whole other conversation, but try it out, see how it feels. And it's crazy because, you know, at this point we've done well over a thousand readings and we've met with people from all different backgrounds, you know, men who are boomers and they come to it, you know, their wives made them come to it. And by the end of it, they're crying because they wish they knew this information in their twenties because it just rings as such truth when you hear this stuff about yourself. So there's that. And then when it comes to making decisions, you brought up a good point of how it can take so long to really kind of troubleshoot and figure out what is my 
consistent way to make decisions. And some people, it is a gut feeling, right? Like always trust your gut. We're always kind of taught that, but not everybody has gut feelings. I'm one of those people. So is Dana, where sometimes my gut is like, that feels right. And sometimes it's like, that doesn't. And it's not always right for me. It's not consistent. Whereas for me, what's consistent is talking, hearing myself speak, bouncing it off of other people. And then I can hear my truth. I can hear what's right for me. Whereas for Dana, it's giving herself time to come to an emotionally neutral place and then make a decision from neutral. So, you know, there's all these different ways to make decisions and having someone just say, this is how you make decisions is so helpful, right? It's almost like shortcut. So that's really what our box is and all of our different products do. So we have our ritual kits. And that was kind of the first thing that we created for going to Costa Rica. We created some ritual kits for our friends for Christmas. And when we went to Costa Rica, somebody had brought that up and we were talking about it. And by the time we left that retreat, we had orders for a product that we didn't have yet. And that kind of fast-tracked us into, okay, well, let's start a business and source all these products and create these ritual kits properly. So we have our ritual kits and that comes with a booklet that is kind of the shortcut that explains to you, you know, what your energy type is, how you make decisions, what your main gifts are, how empathetic you are versus how consistent and reliable certain parts of your energy are. And then it's paired with items that can, that are personalized based on your chart to help assist you in a more tangible way. And then we also have courses, video content that can really just get you information right away. And then we have our podcast. That's really a great free resource of all things human design. If you're just now hearing about that, this for the first time, that's a really great place to start. So yeah, we do. We specialize in making this simple and attainable and livable is really, we're really passionate about that because information is great, but if it's not lived, it's not going to change your life. Oh man. So am I about to get my life changed? (laughs) Are we going to read my chart? Yeah. I mean, I hope so. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now, I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae, and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. back well actually a lot of the things that you've shared already it seems like you're really aligned with how you're you're designed to operate so i think that that's one of the cool things about human design is what you were talking about about really trying to tune in to what feels right in your body and you've already been on that journey that is what human design is really helping you to do so it's a system that's kind of giving you this like blueprint and instructions on how to tune in and to listen to your body but you don't need those instructions, right? Anyone today can really tune in and feel in the core of their body what that wisdom is, like what they're avoiding feeling in their mind has all these stories and beliefs that they're trying to distract themselves from really feeling their truth. So the cool thing about human design is it's not actually necessary. Like any of us can do what feels natural and listen to our bodies if we're not getting distracted and confused and overwhelmed. But having a tool like human design, it just kind of cuts through that self-doubt and that questioning. And it gives you this confidence to just 
trust what you feel. So with your design, Candice, you're actually a projector like Shayna and I. So we were super excited when we saw that because projectors are more rare, right? They're less than 20% of the population are projectors. And projectors are people who are really here to guide. They are people who see things in a different way than other people. Their aura kind of focuses into the other. It's always looking at people with this therapist or psychologist kind of mind. Like you're wanting to look at people and understand who they really are and what their purpose is and what they're here to do. So because you have this ability to see other people, you really are qualified to guide people towards their highest outcome, towards being the most authentic version of themselves. And projectors are really here to kind of teach and guide um, systems and tools and things like that that can really help people make that change. Projectors are also really good at seeing into systems and making those systems more efficient. So a lot of projectors do well as, you know, someone who is being uh, consulting other people or being the manager of a group, things like that. But projectors do not make consistent energy to do, 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 and go, go, go the way a lot of other people do. So projectors can really get burnt out if they're overworking themselves. If you are a parent and you had a full-time job, you know, you can do it and you can convince yourself that you just need more coffee and just keep going. But then later on in life, you can really experience burnout. And if projectors are really overworking, they can even experience, you know, dis-ease in their body and unwellness and really big health issues that come out later. So projectors are only designed to work two to four hours a day of things that feel like they're really expending energy. And the rest of the time when they're working, they should be honing their skills and doing things with their mind that are enlivening and fascinating and not that that kind of like working hard sort of energy. So with so far what I've shared about being able to see people and guide people and really seeing things in a different way, does that resonate with you? Yes, uh, I'm. I'm someone who prides themselves on. Hope, I, I'd like to think that I could sit and and have a very long conversation with someone and and feel not necessarily take on what they're feeling, but but listen to what they're going through and hopefully, you know, help them either feel comfort in the moment or get some clarity on what would be next. And then very much with the working thing, like I will work my ass off, but I also have zero problem in saying. Now it's my vacation mode. Like I am not someone that will ever feel like I will address an email on the weekend and say, do not open till Monday. <laughs> I'm only writing this so I don't forget it. I have zero problems with saying I'm with my family. I'm at dinner. It's past six, you know, 630 or 7 p.m. I'm done. Like I that that has never been an issue for me. I do not feel any guilt needing to be available for work at all times. That is just not my personality at all. So that's very true to. Yeah. Yeah. Rest is so important for projectors because um, like Dana said, you can really burn yourself out. And the interesting thing is because projectors can really see systems and other people and have a lot of insight on things, they can oftentimes be the most, you know, hardworking or be working super late or waking up super early. And it's not that projectors aren't designed to work. It's just really they're designed to be fascinated in their work and they're designed to trade their insight for money versus their time for money. So kind of switching gears and seeing, okay, is this fascinating to me? Am I lit up by this? And I'm just really interested in what I'm creating or talking about or connecting with or seeing. And if that's the case, you might find that you have energy to really just pour into 
building and creating this, this thing. It really just depends on your fascination levels. So for any projectors that may be listening, you know, you generated your chart, it says projector at the top, really starting to kind of shift gears and say, okay, how much out hard output am I doing each and every day? And am I like lit the fuck up with what I'm working on? Cause if not, then starting to shift gears and just see, okay, can I do this inventory of what in my work day feels like hard output and what feels fascinating and interesting? And can I start to put a timer even to say four hours a day, I'm going to do that hard output. And the rest of the time I'm going to read, or I'm going to research, or I'm going to connect with coworkers, or I'm going to do emails or whatever tasks in your day don't feel like that hard work. So there's subtle shifts that you can do that really make a big impact with your energy. And I think the next thing Dana was going to talk about that you kind of talked about before was using your decision-making process. So For you, Candice, you have splenic authority, which basically is all about making decisions in the moment with your instincts or your intuition. So really trusting yourself. The question that you're designed to ask yourself is, does this feel right? So not, should I do this? What are the pros and cons? Will it make me more money? Will it make these people happy or me happy? Does this feel right? And so whenever you find yourself saying like, I don't know why it just feels wrong. I don't know why it just feels right to just stop yourself there and to not have to have a reason because that's going to kind of cloud your truth. And then later on, you're going to be like, well, did it feel right? Did it feel wrong? I'm not really sure how it felt. And it pulls you up into your mind. So that instincts, that kind of gut feeling that you were talking about before is spot on for you. So has, do you feel like you are somebody that has strong instincts or that you have intuition that you've kind of had throughout your life? Or does that feel like you're not connected to it as much? I think I ignore it a lot. Like I'll feel like I'm already too far committed in. And by the time that my instincts are telling me, ooh, this was not the right decision. It's really hard for me to say, you know what, I think that it's best that we like do not move forward at at this moment. Like even in minor minors instances, which I'm trying to think of. But yeah, I have a really hard time if I've already had a level of even if I had just an initial conversation with someone, a small example might be when I was looking for, you know, a nanny a few years ago, I I'd only met with one person and then I felt too bad to like meet with other people. And it probably wasn't the right fit for for her or myself. And it wasn't in the long run. But we both kind of just kept going with it until it basically got, she was just like, I think this isn't a right fit. And I was like, okay, perfect. At least you made the decision. (laughs) I'm like, I couldn't even make the decision for us. And it was nothing wrong. It was just that it wasn't the right fit. And I knew it and, and, and they knew it as well. And so it's like, that is an example of something very minor who was fully capable of, it wasn't a matter of being capable of taking care of my oldest who was in who was a young toddler at the time it was more just it wasn't the right fit and I don't listen to that it's like almost want to prove my gut wrong and I think that I'm like sabotaging myself when in reality I'm just I should just be listening to that gut voice a little bit more which I'm starting to do better I'm doing much better at that just in the last six months right now I love that example that's really powerful and you actually hit the nail on the head when you said 
you know, going against what I felt wasn't the right fit for me or for the other person. And we often do things because we feel bad for the other person. We don't want to say no, that people pleasing thing, but we're not realizing that when we go against what's right for us, we are naturally going against what's right for them because it's not that that person is bad. It's just that you weren't aligned. Like it wasn't a match, right? It wasn't a fit. And, you know, with this, this conversation of making decisions in a way that's really aligned for you, you know, there's this whole conversation about when we talk about our personalities and who we are, you know, psychologists have been posing this question for a long time. Are we our nature or our nurture? Like, do we have these consistent qualities that are real for us? Or are we just the sum of what we've been taught to be and what we've been, you know, conditioned to be? And that's a huge conversation that comes into human design because your true self is your design. That's your nature. And you're designed to operate from that place. But all of us have such deep, societal conditioning. And that's that nurture part. We've been taught, especially as women, to not rock the boat, to not be too bossy, to not, you know, share your opinion too loudly. Or if you're a male, for example, you may have been taught the opposite thing. So we all have these kind of like layers and layers of expectation, of pressure, of guilt to be a certain way, to, you know, show up in the world in a certain way. And we're all really taught to analyze life and to always be asking someone else outside of you what's right for you. So we're really taught to look towards, you know, authorities that have the answer or to weigh the pros and cons and to really analyze something. And if everything looks good on paper, then it's like, okay, you can do that thing. But human design is saying, no, everything might look great on paper. Like with this nanny, you probably checked all the boxes. Like, okay, she has experience. She's super nice. She lives close in the area. The kids got along with her. So everything was checked on the mental plane and those boxes. But something in your body, your true self was like, it just feels wrong and I don't know why. So that, that push and pull between my body says one thing but I don't really have a good reason. And then my mind is kind of doing this different story. We all have kind of been facing that battle between our inner truth and this conditioned mental place. And human design is really teaching us that that conditioned mental place is always gonna be something that brings you off course. It's always gonna be something that's distracting you from the highest path that you're really meant to be on. And the more that we can listen to our body in the unique way that we're meant to, the more it just kind of, eliminates that resistance that we feel in life, right? So when we're operating in personal alignment, it's like we're swimming downstream. And when we're operating from this place of people pleasing and conditioning and our mental, you know, confusion and doubt, it's like we're swimming upstream. We're trying so hard, we're making all this effort, but it still didn't work out. It's we still were met with resistance. And if we can learn to actually let go, relax a little bit and float with the current of who we are, um, we're kind of carried in life. Things become easier for every piece of effort that we put in. The universe or life itself kind of meets us there and brings us even further. So it's really just this kind of story of the more we can trust our inner truth and, and not feel bad, but really just own it, the more we know we're helping everyone around us because we're showing up as our best self. And it's going to be easier for everyone in the end, even though in the moment it feels scary. It feels scary to confront people or to speak your truth or to say no when you really feel someone's expecting you to say yes. Yes, that is very true. And at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we on this podcast, we've talked so much about sleep and I've been very open about the fact that I'd had so much, especially when becoming a mom, I just had a really tough time falling asleep at night. And that's been kind of like my, my goal for a while. And I'm like, I just want to be able to sleep at night. I just want to be able to 
have a good night's rest. And it is interesting the more you kind of start following your North Star and listening to your body and how it reacts to potential decisions and, 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 and you know, and really sitting with yourself, how you know, at the end of the night, at the end of the day, at the start of the night, it's just less chatter in your mind of just worry and anxiety when you actually do get to just live your truth. Absolutely. It's that inner confidence of like, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know that I did my best. I know that I met it with presence and I faced it head on instead of kind of running from it or having that doubt. And, you know, it's interesting, human design really gets into our more physical side of our energy as well. So not just our personality, but like how many hours do you have to work in the day? And it gets into sleep. And out of the five types, projectors need the most sleep out of any of the types. It's ideal for projectors to have 10 hours if you can. And I know, I know that everything in our modern world, especially as a parent, doesn't really, you know, create an environment that allows for that, but that is ideal. So even having eight hours is such a huge priority for projectors. Everything in your life becomes so much easier when you are able to create that space for you. And exactly as you said, I think the more in tune you are with your truth, the more you that mental ch- that mental chatter and anxiety calms down and you feel more grounded to fall asleep. But also projectors, you know, um, it's beneficial for them to give themselves an hour before bedtime to be completely alone and to be winding down and to not be around anyone else's auras because projectors are really empathetic people. They really pick up on the energy of others like a sponge. So you can have other people's energy kind of stuck in your body. And if you try to go go to sleep right away after like working, 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 and then falling asleep, and you don't have that hour to wind down and be alone and clear out, You can lay in bed awake and be like just thinking about all of the different things. So there's all these kind of like really practical rituals and routines and strategies that you can apply. And then you can see like, okay, did that actually work for me? Did that feel better or or not? That is funny. I I do because even just putting two children down, I you know I'm not someone who's able to like put my children down to bed and then go and lay in bed myself and read. I'm like, no, I need to just veg out for a minute. I just need to like, <laughs> I need a little bit of my time, and that's probably been. I could probably limit it to just an hour instead of maybe like two episodes of television and maybe just one, or uh, reading a book out in the living room instead of my bed. But yeah, I definitely can relate to just I. I'm so envious of people who are able just to like get their day done and then just lay in bed and fall asleep because I feel like, no, 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 I'm way too hyped up. I have to wind down and just not be needed by anybody and not talk to anybody for a minute. Yeah. And even, (laughs) and even what you were saying of, I wish I was that person that could just do their day and then lay down in their bed and fall asleep. About 40% of the population can do that. And you are not someone who is designed to be able to do that. So just knowing that like, oh, okay, there's nothing wrong with me that I can't do that. And I understand why these people can just having that awareness to stop comparing ourselves to what's right for other people and to really allow ourselves to unfold and to live in the way that's unique for us. It's so helpful. And, you know, even what we were talking about, you being designed to make decisions based off of that first gut instinct and really trusting that approximately 50% of the population is not able to make big decisions in the moment. 
they need time. They need, you know, 24 hours up to a week, sometimes a month to make a big life decision. And then about 50% of the population is a lot quicker and they can really make these huge decisions. Do I want to move? Do I want to sell my house? Do I want to get married? These things that are really going to change our life path. They can make those decisions like you can, Candice, in that present moment. So even just knowing that, like, let's say in your partnership, your husband is someone who needs time and you're someone who knows right away and you're together making these decisions about your house or your family and things like that. Just being able to have the awareness of why we're different and how to live as our true self, but also hold space for the people that we love. It's such a beautiful blessing because we all have this tendency to say, well, this worked for me, so you should try it this way. But maybe that won't work for that person because of the way their energy is designed. Do you guys read other people's charts like or, or uh, do human design for people that are very close to you, whether it's like family members or other friends or partners or anything like that and apply it to the way that you relate to them? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's our like number one like, favorite thing to do. All we do. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing about being a projector that we haven't quite mentioned yet. So as a projector, you know, all three of us here being projectors, you're designed to guide other people, right? And you can really see someone's highest potential. You can give amazing, really sound advice. But in order for that advice to be received from other people, you have to be invited to share it energetically. So if someone is not wanting your advice and then you share your advice, it's going to feel really repelling. So as a projector, you're always kind of waiting to make sure that energetically this person is open to hearing what you have to say. They want to hear what you have to say. And then when you share that advice, they're really going to love it and be able to apply it into their life. So Shana and I being projectors, you know, everyone in our life, we have their human design chart in our phones. And like, we almost can't meet someone without knowing their human design chart. But we have to be really careful to not push, you know, push advice or push human design on people when they're not ready for it or not excited to hear it. So both of us have experienced this with our family members and with our even our partners, you know, them not being quite ready for that advice. And it's almost like that analogy of like you can't feed a closed mouth. And if you're trying to push, you know, food in someone's closed mouth, it's just completely repelling. So we really have to always wait and be really receptive and kind of wait for the people in our lives to show a genuine interest. And then we get to tell them about, about their human design, which is our greatest joy. But even without telling them about it, us just knowing, like me knowing my husband is designed to trust his gut and make decisions in the moment, just me knowing that I can hold that space for him and support him even without telling him why or pushing this on him. So it's really beautiful because you have such a detailed understanding of how to nourish and support and hold space for even energetically the people in your life. It also gets so fascinating when you come to the conversation of parenthood, you know, because you might have different kids in your family that are supported by different things. You might have some kids that have tons of energy and need to play, play, play. Otherwise, they're going to lose their mind. And then you might have a different kid that needs to sleep more and rest more. And just knowing that, and not feeling like they need to be on the same level. So helpful. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we're back. What is uh, a just a simple shift that you've been able to make in your besides I know you mentioned that Dana your partner uh, your husband being able to trust when he's trusting his gut what other like minor shifts have you been able to make whether in friendship or partnership or family conversations or the way that you relate to someone that has benefited from human design with my partner, for example, my husband, he's a generator and, and we haven't talked about all the five types yet, but him being a generator and me being a projector, really me presenting to him yes and no questions. So that way he can hear his gut. He's part of that population that Dana was talking about listening to gut decisions and making fast decisions, me presenting one thing at a time for him to say, no, I don't want to eat there. Yes, I do want to eat this. Simple things like that has made a big difference. So for generators, you know, if you say, what do you want to eat? It's kind of like, I don't know. And but if you say, do you want pizza? It's more easy for them to hear their truth and to be like, ugh, gross or like, ooh, yeah, I want that. That simple shift has made a huge difference because I don't think we talk about enough how figuring out what you're going to eat is like a big part of our life experience. <laughs> and it's exhausting. And so just having that subtle hack has been really helpful. But honestly, understanding that, you know, he does have more energy, and he can wake up in the morning on the weekends and be ready to go and tackle the day and he can go to bed exhausted the night before and wake up the next day with a full tank of gas ready to go. And I don't. Understanding that has made a massive difference in our relationship because he'll get up and instead of waiting for me to get up and then kind of feel like he's I'm dragging him or like slowing him down, he can do whatever he wants and then I can get up at whatever time I want to get up and join him in whatever feels interesting for me. So since he understands my design, there's definitely this room, there's spaciousness within our relationship for us to each be ourselves. 
I don't think that we realize how much we judge ourselves and compare ourselves to other people. When we see, you know, this person is, you know, doing all of these things, or this person is really loving their life, or they're having kids already, and I'm not, or they're already married, and I'm not, or whatever it is, we then judge and say like, well, I must not be smart enough or good enough, or I'm doing something wrong, or I'm not worthy. There's a lot of judgments that can pile on. So in understanding this is what works for me, and this is what works for you, it creates this self-acceptance, but also this acceptance of other people to just be themselves and to not feel like they're leaving you in the dust or they're living their life without you somehow, but to instead say like, no, great, that works for you. This works for me. And you kind of own yourself more. You own your lane and things become easier. They become more okay. So there's so many examples. Like it's hard to almost even think of very specific ones of ways that have supported our our partners. But, you know, even within Dana and I's relationship, yes, we're both projectors, but we have a lot of differences. And knowing, you know, in our partnership with creating a business together, this is your zone of genius and this is my zone of genius. And when we kind of let ourselves just be in those zones, we get so much more done. We're so much more efficient. We are so much more in love with what we're creating and doing. And, and there's more alignment versus saying like, I've been doing this all week. Like, could you do it now? Because I've been tackling this, or maybe we should swap because it's not even, or it's not equal or whatever right? That's that comparison and judgment that we don't even notice we're doing without this awareness. So knowing what our zones of genius are and how we differently operate, it's just so much easier because it's like, no, you don't need to come over here and do this, even though this is what I've been doing because it's not in alignment for you and vice versa. I love that zones of genius. I really, really like that. I'm going to hold on to that one. Okay. But before we wrap up my reading, I should we do a little overview of the five different ones to show the difference? And what are they called? Five different specialty types. Okay. Types. types. Yeah. So they're really describing the five different aura types. And your aura is like the energy that kind of emanates out of your body that people sort of feel when they're in your presence. Yeah. So I'd love to just cover them briefly because if you're listening and you're probably thinking this whole time, well, I wonder if I'm a projector or maybe I'm that last one, a generator. So what you can do is first start with looking up your chart and generating it online, which we mentioned before. Definitely do that. And then look at the top of your chart. You'll see a chart that has like a body with numbers and shapes, and it can look a little bit overwhelming, but there are written categories on that chart. And that's where you'll, where you'll see type and that and it will either say manifester, generator, manifesting generator, projector, or reflector next to that. So that's how you'll know which one of these five you are. And manifestors are more rare. Manifestors are less than 10% of the population, and they are people who are here to initiate, to start new things. So think of this name, manifester, like they're really people who are here to manifest things into reality and to be this kind of edgy, impactful catalyst for other people. And so as a manifester, the biggest themes in your life is freedom and independence. Like manifestors are not here to be controlled. They're here to do whatever they want. They're here to start whatever they want. 
So it can be difficult for them to work in a traditional nine to five setting where they have to kind of obey a very strong structured schedule. And it's better for them to be able to have that freedom and flow, either creating their own business or starting something new or working freelance where they really get to be in control. And manifestors have this very powerful, strong aura that almost feels like a king or queen energy. When they walk into a room, people feel their presence, but that's all kind of being spoken on a subtle energetic level. And the manifestor doesn't really have full awareness of how impactful they actually are to people. So in order to help manifestors kind of move through the world with ease without people being afraid of how powerful they are or afraid of, you know, this king or queen energy, manifestors can use the strategy of informing. So by opening up and telling people how they really feel, what they're thinking about doing, by just kind of keeping people in the loop more, it creates more ease in their life where people are wanting to be initiated by them. They're wanting to help them with these things that they've started. And it's worth noting that manifestors, it does not feel normal for them to keep people in the loop. It feels normal for them to be independent and doing their own thing and not telling people what they're doing. So by making this huge shift, everything in their life starts changing. Their relationships feel richer. They feel like they have more freedom actually. And of course, the biggest conditioning for manifestors is feeling like their energy is too much, like they need to hide, like they need to play small because their aura is so big and so impactful. But the more that they can just embrace, like I have this big, powerful, impactful aura, and I am here to be a fire starter and an innovator and to change things up on this world, in this world, the more they're doing that, the more aligned they are. And then the next type is generators, which we briefly mentioned before. Generators are a more common type. About 40% of the population are generators. And these are people who have a lot of creative energy. They are capable, they are here to do and create and to spend their energy doing things that they love. So for generators, they really have this kind of consistent energy to work as long as they're doing what they love. But if they're not working on things that they love, this powerful energy source kind of dwindles and they can really experience burnout. So for generators, it's crucial that they love how they're using their energy each day, that they love their work. And if they don't, they're really going to experience burnout and misalignment. So in order for generators to find what it is that they love, it's really important for them to tune into their body and to kind of respond to the stimuli in their environment and to feel what their body is getting ignited by. And their body's excitement and response to the things around them is always going to show them what is really aligned for them to use their energy on or not versus thinking with their mind, should I use my energy on this? And that can be the biggest conversation of conditioning for jet for generators is feeling like they need to sacrifice themselves in order to work hard and support their families, feeling like there's no way for them to really do work that they truly love and be successful or be able to help the people around them. So generators really need to understand that if they are sacrificing themselves, they're really going against their personal alignment. But if they're doing what they love and allowing their body to show them what those things are, that's really where they are at their highest potential and expression. And then the third type is actually a hybrid of the first two. So the third type is called manifesting generator. They're a hybrid of manifester and generator, but in the end, they still are more like a generator. So manifesting generators are people who just like a generator, they have this surplus of energy. They're here to use it every day, doing things that they love. And like a manifester, they really are designed to innovate and kind of be different and be this sort of fire starter. So a lot of manifesting generators are kind of like this jack of all trade person. They pick up on new interests and hobbies really quickly. They master it really quickly, and then they're ready to move on really quickly. 
So for manifesting generators, they can have this conditioning that they're all over the place and that they're flaky and that they can't stick to one thing. But the truth is they're really designed to be multifaceted people. They're designed to move on really quickly. And if they get bored and force themselves to stay in something, even though they're no longer excited about it in their body, that can really lead to misalignment. So for manifesting generators, your strategy is the same, really listening to your body's response to tell you what the things are that you really want and that you really want to use your energy on. And then we move on to projectors, which is what us three are. And projectors, as I mentioned, are more rare, less than 20% of the population. And projectors are individuals who are here to guide. They see things in a different way. They're here to guide the energy use of other people towards more efficiency and more authenticity but projectors do not make this consistent amount of energy to do or to create or to start things. So it's really important for them to only work two to four hours a day, as I mentioned before. And projectors, the biggest conditioning that they can have is that they need to keep up with everyone else. A lot of projectors do, are not connected to the fact that they are not here to overwork because they spent their whole lives trying to keep up with manifesting generators or generators. So that's kind of how Shane and I were actually, when we discovered human design, we were trying to force ourselves to go, go, go. And we were trying to get everything done. We were trying to keep up with everyone else. And we really burnt ourselves out and we felt so misaligned and bitter. So for projectors, it's all about working smarter not harder, and knowing that you're really here to guide other people instead of focusing so much on using your own energy to do or build the way that a generator or manifesting generator would. Um, and then for reflectors, reflectors are the last one. They're the most rare. Only 1% of the population are reflectors. And these people to us in our human design world are like unicorns, right? Because they're so rare and they're so special. Their entire body, all of the chakras in their body are taking in energy from the world around them and almost like chameleon or becoming or mirroring back the energy that they're around. So they're very perceptive and they have the potential to be very wise, but they're also very sensitive to the world around them, to the people around them. They're constantly reflecting that energy and becoming temporarily whatever it is that they're around. So as a reflector, your, your highest purpose is really to show us who is authentic and aligned and healthy and well, and who is not. So reflectors are like our sacred gauge, and we're really designed to look towards our reflectors to see how we all are doing as a society. Are we doing well, or is something off? Are we healthy, are we not healthy? And we can really look to our reflectors as a mirror to see our own reflection. And for reflectors, they're really connected to the moon and to lunar cycles. So their strategy to help them move through the world is to actually give themselves an entire 28-day lunar cycle. So from full moon to full moon, to make any big decisions and to reach clarity. So they're really designed to operate in this much slower, much different way than anyone else. I want to add in with, you know, reflectors, because that sounds pretty woo-woo, is that, you know giving yourself that time as a reflector allows you to come to clarity basically. And every single reflector is completely different because they're reflecting whatever different environment that they're in. So we've seen reflectors who are CEOs and they're, you know, at the top of a major company and they're doing everything and they have so much energy and they're so healthy and whatever, right? 
that's because their environment is giving that energy and they're reflecting it back. We've also seen reflectors who are spiritual guides and they take life a lot more slower and more introspectively. So you really doesn't, none of these types are meant to put you in a box. It's just telling you how your energy, your energy aura, your energetic body is designed to best operate in a way that's going to serve you regardless of you know, what your personal goals are. You can have any aspiration or be excited by creating anything in life. Any of the types could start their own business. Any of the types could work for other people. It's just saying, okay, this is what you want to do. This is what your truth is. Here's how your energy best operates. That way you're going to feel like you're in alignment in this space. And anyone who's listening that wants to know, you know, what type they are, they can just go to Day Luna, and you guys have the opportunity there for they they can punch in their information and figure out which type they are within the human design. Yes. So if they go to daylunalife.com, there's a ton of resources on there, but specifically daylunalife.com slash free dash chart. That's where you're going to generate your chart. And they can also look into a bunch of the kits that you guys have and courses and anyone that's listening that is interested in listening to your podcast. It's the Day Luna Human Design Podcast. And they can listen wherever podcasts are. Yes. Yes. And where can our listeners follow you guys on social media independently and for Day Luna? Yeah. So our social media is at Day Luna. That's where we kind of put everything individually. We're Shana Day Luna and Dana Day Luna, but we mainly just po- point you to at Day Luna. So that's where you can connect with all of our many different offerings in whatever way feels in alignment for you. Well, thank you guys so much, Shana, Dana. Thank you. This is a whole new part of this world that I've never really knew about or knew that existed. So I'm excited to continue learning about my type. And I think our listeners are excited to figure out what type they are as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. I love this stuff. I'm always so nervous at the beginning that I'm going to get like some secret terrifying fact about myself of I don't even know what, like just disappointment that like you are not meant to be doing everything that you're doing right now, which is so silly. It's actually very fun, I think, to to, you know, whether you believe in the stuff or you don't. That's what I appreciated that Shana and Dana both very clearly said it's whatever really works for you. You know, it's if if you feel that you get information like this and it, it it relates and applies to who you are or relates and applies to someone that you're with, a partner or a friend or within your life, if it if it's helping, then why not? Why not let it just be your own little, you know, Google Maps towards making decisions or or kind of guiding your life. But this was this was very fun. I hope that you guys truly go and check out their their website. And if you know the time in which you were born, the city in which you were born, you can pull up your type and and read a little bit more about yourself. So highly encourage doing that. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We're going to have an all new episode waiting for you next week. Take care of yourselves. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST. Thank you.